Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We are so grateful as always that you are here and you are joining us today. For today's episode, we are going to talk all about the topic of love. With February being the month of Valentine's Day, we just decided that our hearts, I mean, with love always, (laughs) literally burns for just the topic of love. That is our heart behind even creating this podcast in the first place, that we would meet every single person out there who ever chooses to tune in to listen, whether it's for a second or an entire episode, that you would leave feeling so loved. And I think in life, of the month of February, in light of our hearts and our intention and the reason why we started this podcast in the first place, it had us thinking, what does love really look like? Love in action. And Mm -hmm. how can we grow in love as us, you know, being so passionate about loving you guys, we wanted to sit with ourselves and be like, you know, how can we encourage ourselves as well as you guys in ways that we can all tangibly grow in love? I think there's something that is so beautiful and so powerful, whether you're leaving an interaction with a stranger, with a friend, with absolutely anyone, when you know that you left that interaction loving that person well. And so we just took some time to reflect on ways that we We try to be so actionable in our love, not just speak it even on this podcast, but live it in our daily life. We want our lives, our character, and just our hearts to be known by the love that we have to give. And I'm confident that if you're tuning in to our podcast, especially this episode, that that is your heart's intention as well. So we are going to share some ways that we love to actionably love others. And we pray that as we share these things, that it encourages you to love others more than you already do right now. So let's jump into the topic of love, baby. So for our first just point, when we were just really thinking about what does love look like? And I think when I think about myself in moments, I felt so loved is that love truly exists in the details. It exists in the moments when someone makes you feel seen in a way that you feel unnoticed. It's a moment where someone remembers something about you that you told them in passing or super quick. It's a moment when, you know, that person you introduced yourself to once remembered your name or you remembered their name and vice versa. And so when I was just reflecting on this and when we were just thinking about love, it really exists not just in the grandiest actions or the big things, but it exists in the silent intentions and the ways that we go out of our way to love someone in details that are often overlooked. I think about moments and interactions, whether it's me loving someone else or someone loving me, moments that really take my breath away and that feel so distinct are truly those moments in time when I look at someone and I'm like, how did you know that? How did you remember that? How did you notice that was different about me today? And it's because that person took the time and took the intention to pay attention to the things I say, to pay attention to the ways that I have my being, to pay attention to the little things that are the easiest to overlook. And I know that with details, 
it can be hard. Like details can be hard to remember about someone, especially mm-hmm. if you're intending to love a stranger that day or if you're intending to love, you know, someone you don't know very well. But I think truly looking and pressing into the details of an interaction with someone is how I find that my heart posture towards loving someone can truly just grow and so increase. Yeah, I feel like a huge part of this is just going the extra mile, kind of like you were sharing, and just making people feel seen, heard, and understood, which I know we're going to continue to unpack that because that takes so many forms. And also we want to share examples of times we feel like we've been able to do that and also receive that. Mm. But something I want to preface this with is just remembering that people feel love. And so Even when we are going in with that intention and we can just be so mindful of, I want to not only just communicate love towards other people, but I want to make them feel it. Mm -hmm. And when you make somebody feel love, you in turn also can feel that love back. And so I think just keeping an eye out even this week or this month, what is it that you're doing that gets people to light up and you can see that they feel safe and they feel warm And they honestly just feel rested in your Mm. presence. And yeah, just to be so mindful, I really think it gets overlooked that our actions and the way that we interact with people on a day-to-day basis, even if it's a stranger, they can really feel that. Like the way we enter into, whether it's a grocery store or a coffee shop, and we just interact with people or even just the way we make eye contact, Mm. people can feel that presence. Like love is something that is so tangible. And so, yeah, I hope that's just helpful even as we're prefacing this. And do you have a specific example of how you do that? Yeah. And I, before I share, I love what you said, because that is honestly the biggest thing when it comes to love. Like love is your presence. Mm. Love is we're going to like share different ways that that can be executed in more actionable, but it's truly like your intention when you are just like existing and having your being. And of course, like we're all going to walk into a grocery store in a hurry and just wanting to get it done. And of course we're going to, you know, have be having a bad day and not be like acknowledging anyone around us. Like, I think that's so inevitable, but even for myself, like when I think about interactions with strangers I've had, or even like employees, like whether it's baristas or waiters, waitresses or cashiers or anybody, it's like, sometimes I don't have the energy to give to, to extend a conversation, but like, I do have my presence to give. And I think when your heart is really intentional, even in moments when you are needing to be so inward, (laughs) I think people can still feel the love that you have to give, but I think something that is a very tangible way that I love to execute love in the details. And this is actually something that I shared on my Instagram story very recently. And by the responses that I received, it almost like clicked for me of like, wait, this is such a beautiful invitation to love that I want to share with more people because I think in my mind, I've even normalized this practice of love and and giving love. And I would just want to invite you guys to do the same because it is so special and is such an example of loving in the details. And so something that I love to do, we're going to be saying that word a lot, um, is I love to remember people's names. 
remembering names is literally one of the most hardest things. And I can't tell you how many times I forget people's names that I'm introduced to on the day to day. But if there's one intention that I can try to be better at, and I always try to make is I always try to remember names of employees, baristas at like coffee shops, cashiers, waiters or waitresses. And the reason why I choose to go out of my way to remember those people's names is one, because I tend to frequent them a lot. So I'm seeing the same employees at Whole Foods. I'm seeing the same employees at Air One. I'm seeing the same employees at my favorite coffee shop or favorite restaurant I'm going to. And I think the frequency allows it to be an interaction to where, you know, you know, you're likely going to see this person day in, day out if you get coffee at the same place. And there's nothing more beautiful at least for myself that I've witnessed when I walk up to a register at a coffee shop and I'm like, Oh, Hey Ralph. And the look of pure shock that someone would have their name like remembered by me because they are the people in the day in day out seeing so many people so frequently that they are honestly the most forgotten about. Like it is the least expected for anyone to remember their names. And so in moments that I can remember their name, I can just see how it can change their their moment, their day, their world. And so what I do is I, and I'm not always faithful, and sometimes it takes me frequenting the same coffee shop a thousand times over before I do, but if I'm seeing the same face over and over again, I will intentionally ask them the next time I'm checking out, hey, what's your name? And I'll get their name. I'll introduce myself fully expecting that they won't remember mine because they will see so many people throughout their days and throughout their weeks. But I have a note in my phone and I have it according to city in my phone, but I will write down their name and I'll write down where they work. And so I do have really good memory with faces. So just a name and just a location of like, you know, where they work or where they were at or where they met them will allow me to remember their name when I see them next. And I kid you not, like the amount of times I walk into Whole Foods and I'm like, I see my favorite Whole Foods employee and I'm like, okay, wait, what was his name again? And then I'll go to my note and I'll like read it and be like, oh yeah, like his name was Joseph. Like I'll be sure to call him by name next time I I speak to him or go up to the register. And I kid you not, you guys, like it just... It's like one of the most beautiful experiences. And I think what's beautiful about it, and that is what love is, is like when you are giving something to someone else, but in the process of making someone feel seen just by being acknowledged by their name, Mm -hmm. the way it fills your heart up to see them light up, there's no feeling like it. Like it gives me butterflies thinking about it. And it's such a simple act of love to remember the details of someone's name. So in this first point... If you want to step out in love, I encourage anyone to do this. Write a list in your phone of the names of the people that you're interacting with every day. Remember their name or ask for their name. Remember their name. Speak their name with every interaction and it will be life changing. I forget how it got brought up, but I remember you and my husband were talking about it and you both realized you did that. Yeah. And I've never met anybody else. Like, I remember when I saw him do it, we were like dating and he Mm. pulled it out and I was like, oh, what is that? And he's like, oh, this is my list to remember people by. And Mm. I was like, I think I just fell in love with you. Like to see somebody go the extra mile. Mm. And then when you did that, I was like, that is just so 
you guys are both so, so good. Mm. And it's honestly so convicting because I think I'm naturally somebody who's like more shy and reserved. But I've made it such an effort because something as we were speaking about this point is just coming to mind is just the phrase love is patient. And I know Mm. that's a Bible verse, like love is patient, love is kind. And I really want to emphasize that love is patient and it's It's when you're not in such a rush and you take the extra moment to call somebody by name, to look them in the eye, to make somebody feel loved, like you hold the door, whatever it is, these little things. I think love is when we are patient with other people Mm. and we say, hey, yes, my life is busy. We are all busy, but I am going to make my time with you feel so unrushed and I am going to be that peaceful presence. I think that's like when I feel the most loved. Mm. And I think to give an example, and I'm such an acts of service person, that's like my ultimate love language. So anytime somebody does like a little thing of service, it means the world. But I was thinking back to a time when we were out with friends celebrating. I think she got a promotion or a new job. And so we were all out. We had like gone to dinner and stuff and it was getting later and everyone was going to stick around for a while, but I wanted to go home. And there was another couple that also wanted to go home. Mm. And so we had like kind of exchanged that like, yeah, we're going to be the people that like go home early. Like we just are the early bedtime folks. Um, and so they knew that. And I was like leaving to say goodbye to people. I thought they had left like 15 minutes prior because they had already said goodbye at that point. And I was walking out and I saw they were there and I was like, oh, you guys are still here. And they're like, oh yeah, we waited for you. And I was like, oh my God. They're like, we wanted to walk you back to your car. Actually, from the time I saw them like leave the door, it had been like at least 15 minutes. Wow. And I was like, I just felt so like cared for. I'm like, that is such a perfect example of there is no reason you had to do that, but you cared enough to go the extra mile. I just feel like people like that just feel, I don't know. They feel so safe. There just is a presence to them. That's so powerful. Yeah. And I, that's so beautiful. And I think that's what love does. It's like, it invites, even if it's just a moment in time, like this sense of peace and sense of safety. And like, I would always want, no matter how quick the interaction with me for someone to feel that way. And another little thing that I'm just thinking about, honestly, as we're talking about like love in the details, you know, when you're like in a group setting or, you know, you're with someone, whatever it may be. And, you know, whether the conversation gets diverted or someone gets interrupted or, you know, something's happening and the person doesn't get to finish their train of thought or doesn't get to finish their story or doesn't get to finish describing their day. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more loving, whether it's to give it or to receive it. When let's say, for example, like I was the one who was interrupted and I'm like explaining something and then something's happening over here. When someone can turn back to me and be like, so Brie, you were saying, and they continue the conversation (laughs) and to take it a step further of like, so you were saying you went on a walk this morning. What happened after that? If they can actually recollect the last thing I said, Mm -hmm. which shows that they were taking the time to love me in the details, that is a game changer. And that is, I mean, I'm so imperfect in that, but that is something I do try to do. Like when I am with somebody, I am hanging on to every word. If there is a distraction over here 
and it diverges from what this person is saying, I try to always be the person that returns back to that person of, hey, what were you saying? Like, I want to finish hearing your thought. And that is one of the love in the details that we can just practice day in, day in and day out. And most of the times, like even in situations like that, like that person's going to get overlooked or like their thoughts going to get overlooked. Their story is going to get forgotten because not to the fault of really anybody, but our minds are like this. And, and sometimes we forget that that person was even talking, but mm-hmm. to be the one person that was like, Hey, I noticed you didn't finish your thought. Like I would love to hear it. Game changing, game changing. Mm. So that brings us to our next little point. And I think something that breeds really authentic love is when you are willing to tear your walls down. And I know this one can be kind of a dance because it's like in this, like we're not asking of ourselves or of anybody to be like completely like this open book to absolutely anyone. Like you have to also have boundaries with yourself, but I think there's something really beautiful and really unexpected when you're willing to tear your walls down and be really authentic, be very vulnerable with someone that maybe you don't even fully know. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a silly example, but this is like truly the only way that I could like kind of conceptualize and give a story of what this looks like for me. And this is like a really silly example. I probably could think of better, but this happened to me just this week. But I, you know, I'm a part of a run club. And so through run club, I meet a lot of different friends. And throughout my weeks, I like to go on runs with like different people that are newer friends and that I don't necessarily know very well aside from when I'm seeing them before a run or after a run or literally during a run. Um, And I don't always get the chance to like personally talk to these people, you know, Um, but I made like a newer friend through run club. And this week he was like, Hey, do you want to go on a run? And I was like, yeah, I would totally love to go on a run. So I don't know him super duper well. And before you guys make any assumptions, he's a friend. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, But I don't know him super well other than, you know, just our brief interactions in run club. And we decided to go on a run and right off the bat, like I'm about to start my period and my body's feeling a little tired and a little just more lethargic. And even though I don't know him super well, I just told him before the run of like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like one, I'm really thankful that I'm about to go on this run with you because I honestly don't have very much motivation. I don't think I'd be out here going on a run if I didn't already make plans to go on a run with you. I'm actually about to start my period and so my energy is just really low. So I thank you like in advance for just being gracious and being willing to run with me. And even though I don't know him super well and some girls out there might be like, I would never tell a man I'm about to start my period. (laughs) But for me, it's like, It's so simple. I mean, it's just the truth. Like, I'm about to start my period. But I could tell even in that moment, that little extension of like almost like revealing my vulnerability and like weakness in that moment and also extending gratitude of like, hey, thank you already for being my motive for going on this run. Like, it means so much to me in my like low energy to have someone to come with or to run with. I could just tell like it right off the bat created a connection with us that was like in love and 
I think it's like little moments like that when people aren't expecting you to almost like release down a wall and expose a level of vulnerability, a little, a level of even weakness or a level of just intimacy with them. I think that is really inviting love into any interaction, whether it's a friend, whether it's an acquaintance, whether it's, you know, absolutely anyone in our life. And I don't know, for me, it's like, I'm always looking for the little ways I can like bridge myself to someone, Mm -hmm. to anyone, you know, whether it's any of those dynamics or relationships in my life. An example I was thinking of where I see this play out a lot is just brief interactions that you have day-to-day with people, whether it's like coworkers or again, if you're at a store or even friends where it's kind of habitual that we say like, hi, how are you? And like something, I don't know what it is, but it's always like people have such a quick, like, good, how are you? Or sometimes they'll even yeah. skip it and be like, how are you? Like it, it like doesn't make sense. But like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, for some reason, like that always has not like I don't want to say bothered me, but I've always just been very mindful of that. And I try to always be like very sincere in it. And something I'm working on is not just giving the verbatim good. Like if I'm having a good day, like maybe fill in a sentence. Obviously it can be longer if it's a friend, but like if it's a stranger being like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it actually is a good day. Like it's beautiful out and I got to go on a walk. Like anything that's making like your day special or like if they say, oh, it's okay. Like, oh, is, is there something you're looking forward to like today or this week? Just like going again, it's kind of like going the extra mile, Yeah, but it is a level of being vulnerable to be like, hey, I don't know you, but I'm going to assume that you even care to hear why my day Mm. is good and I'm going to meet you there and I'm actually going to care. Because when I assume they care, it almost gives them permission to be like, oh, she gave a response. So maybe she does actually want to listen to what I have to say. And so I think that's such a a small example again, Mm -hmm. but I think when you put those small practices into place that overflows into deeper moments and deeper relationships. And I think I've had to remind myself because again, I'm not super inclined to be a vulnerable person, but being vulnerable is an action of love towards somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, I'm going to love you enough to be honest and tell you how I'm doing. Like, I think that can be so special. So I love this one. That's such a beautiful example. So that brings us to our next point and encouragement is just having the heart to care to compliment. And I think, you know, we hear this so frequently. I think there's a really beautiful saying of like, if you see a rose, like give, give the bouquet or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've never heard that. Like if you like see something beautiful and someone like say it, but we want to take this like a step further because I think to compliment someone is one thing, but I think with this whole episode and with the topic of love, like we want to take it a step further, like even if it's just an inch further. And so I think, you know, carrying a compliment is is one of one act of love within itself, you know, like whether you compliment someone's outfit or whether you compliment someone externally, whatever it may be. I think that is so beautiful. Everyone loves to receive that. But I think something that I know I try to extend for myself is I love to try my best to compliment someone's attributes or someone's character. And so even for example, like 
when I'm at Air One because <laughs> I love Air One. We're actually going to Air One after this. We always go to Air One after we record. Um, I, you know, after someone has like served me or checked me out at the register, you know, made it known of like, I see you here all the time and, you know, you just always have like the kindest smile on your face. The way that that kind of compliment just lights up someone's world is truly the greatest joy to witness because otherwise I think sometimes we look to give compliments that are like easy to find according to our eye. Mm -hmm. And if we live our life in that way of like only complimenting people according to what our eyes can see, we're actually withholding a lot of encouragement that we can be giving this world. But if we are looking actively to compliment the character and the heart and the presence of somebody else, you can compliment absolutely anybody on this earth. And that is the beauty of what love does. Love does not have a barrier. It doesn't have a boundary. It doesn't have a restriction or limitation to age, to person, to demographic. Like love can extend and reach absolutely everyone. And so I can go out and compliment an 80 year old man. (laughs) I can go out and compliment, you know, a mom of three, I can go out and compliment like anybody when my heart's intention is to look at who they were created to be or the presence that they carry. And so I think that is a really magical moment when you are searching for those things, like actively looking for ways to make someone feel seen, but also attributing something that you admire about them to who they are versus how they look. But I will also say in that, when you are giving a compliment with like how someone looks too. And this is like a tangible example that I have from the other day. I was at air one again. I'm like embarrassed. All my, (laughs) all my love stories are literally from air one, but I went to the register and, um, I was checking out and the woman that was checking me out, she had like this really fun, like orange, pink rhinestoned, like eyeshadow. And though that's not like how I do my makeup, I could not help but be like, it was the first thing I noticed about her. Like it just jumped out her like bright makeup. And I told her, I was like, oh my gosh, your makeup is like so beautiful. And she's like, oh, thanks. And I was like, it's truly like a work of art. And she's like, oh my gosh, thank you. And then I proceeded to follow up because I wanted her to feel the intention in which I meant it. I was like, I am not very good at makeup. And so when I see someone else who's like mastered it, it really is something I deeply admire. And then that allowed her in the next moment to be like, oh my gosh, like I have an older sister and she actually taught me makeup and now I love it. And then my follow-up was like, oh, I have a younger sister who's actually good at makeup and she would always do my makeup growing up. And though that might sound like a lot of back and forth, I kid you not, that was like a minute interaction at most. But the way that the pursuit of more in the compliment gives someone the opportunity to speak and also invite them or invite you into a deeper part of them that is what love looks like. It's more than just the external. It's like, how can we get to the heart of it? 
So those are my examples. <laughs> those are so, so good. And that honestly is what I had written down was, yeah, mm-hmm. just compliment beyond what most of the world sees, which is exactly what you just described. And I remember seeing this. I don't know if it was like a post that went viral on social media like a while ago, years and years back. And it was talking about just being so mindful of how you compliment I think specifically like children and kids Mm. that are growing up because it's, I mean, it's amazing to compliment always. I'm such a proponent of that. But like, if you just always compliment a young girl on her looks Mm. and that's all she hears, like she, to some degree, whether conscious or not, is going to find validation in that because that's in her mind. She's like, okay, when I look beautiful, like that's what gets attention. That's what provides value. Even if you are complimenting looks, if you can explain why that is so much more than just like beauty that you get to receive, but it's a talent Mm. like to do something like that is a skill. And so just to give like some tangible examples of what this could look like saying like, you're so gifted at blank, making me feel warm and invited, or like, Mm. you're so gifted at being so positive, or you're so gifted at being understanding or having like this presence or like telling people they're intelligent. I feel like that's Mm. something that doesn't, especially in females, that's something that I just don't feel like is complimented or praised enough for you're so strong. I think compliments for mothers about how they're raising their children, like you are so strong. Like I so admire you. Like especially for me, that's something I'll say to moms. And I feel like they're almost like taken back where I'm like, I want to be like you. Like, I hope I can resemble this trait about you. Like Mm. when I have kids, when you can say that to a mom who is stressed and overwhelmed, she just instantly stops and looks up and is like, what are you talking about? Mm. But I'm like, there's this trait that when I, when I really look, I can see in people. And I think Like we said, it takes patience. It takes going the extra mile to think, okay, I might want to compliment her cute pink shoes, which awesome. You should totally say that. But is there another thing that I can also compliment that maybe she doesn't always hear or he doesn't always hear that might actually be what they need to hear Mm. and what they need to know and even the value they need to realize that they're bringing to the room that day. Yeah, that's literally so powerful. So I think just continuing on with just the train of thought, I think all of this is truly accomplished when we listen with intention and none of this can exist if we are not patient and we aren't loving and kind and we we aren't intentional with our listening. Like we have to be all those things. And I think, you know, we're human. Oh my gosh. If you catch me at Erwan on a bad day, Yeah, I'm like in and out of the store. I'm probably not making eye contact. Maybe I was just crying on a walk. Who knows? Like, you don't know why, why all of us, why we're in a hurry, why we're stressed, what's on our mind, what our weeks have looked like. There is endless grace for ourselves, for everyone around us, like truly, truly. But I think when we have the moments in time when we can be a little more patient, when we can have a little less of an unhurried presence, and we can take the time to listen to those around us. I think something that I actually like actively have to think in my head is I have to remind myself of like, Brie, you have time. I don't Mm -hmm. have to be out in and out of the grocery store in 15 minutes flat. Like if it takes 30 It takes 30. Like I I don't actually have anywhere to go other than this 
agenda of hurriedness I've created in my head. If I want to take you know, a longer way to walk home, or if I want to stop and, and talk to this person, the reality is I probably do have the five minutes to spare. Not always, but I think when we kind of unhurry our mind, it allows us to unhurry our interactions with people. And I think even with like just listening with intention, I think it's just showing up with intention. And I kind of wanted to share this even early on, earlier on in a different point, but I think even living in California, for example, I think a, a lot of us can be kind of like in our own world and it's actually so incredibly unexpected when someone wants to have a genuine interaction with you. Yeah. Cause I think naturally, and I don't even think it's just in California. I think it's honestly the U S I think it's all over. Like we're just like hustle, hustle, hustle. And even just like showing up with intention, whether it's with your eye contact, with your smile, with anything, with your conversations, with the cashiers, with anybody around you, like it is noticed and people can feel it. But like, like we said, like nothing else that we've shared so far can exist. If you're not listening, not just with your ears and not just with your words and your response, but also with your presence, like you have to be listening and intentional to your presence to notice the needs around you, to notice the people around you, to intake the person who might need a compliment today or intake, you know, the energy that someone's giving off that maybe they do need a little stroke of encouragement in that moment. And so, yeah, listening in all shapes and forms is so, so, so important when it comes to extending that love. And you know what that reminds me of um, when you were talking about just like being unhurried? I just got done reading the book. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's by John Mark Comer. If you guys haven't heard of it, I know it's become like a very popular yeah. book. It is so, so mm-hmm. good. And a phrase he keeps repeating, basically the premise is, I mean, obviously talking about our culture and how it's so like hustle and bustle and that's a whole nother conversation. But when you are wanting to, or who is the ultimate depiction of love? And he says, it's Jesus. So Mm -hmm. he is the person of love. And so when we're being discipled or when we want to look more like Jesus, what we want to do is we want to live a life of love. And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that book does a great job going, extending far beyond what we could even talk about of what that looks like. But it really comes down to like, if you're going to be loving, you need to be unhurried. You Mm. need to unhurry your mind and your presence. And especially when it comes to listening, what makes somebody feel seen or truly heard and understood is whether we are feeling unrushed and we are showing them that they deserve our ultimate focus and attention. And there is nothing worse than when you are trying to tell a story to somebody when they're either A, distracted or B, they seem like, okay, can you get to the point? Exactly. I'm like, okay, you're shutting me down. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's nothing that's more anxiety inducing. And so I think being just (laughs) this presence of when we're walking with a sense of like, I just almost picture like, I don't know why I picture like a hippie in a way, but like that (laughs) truly they're like so present and aware Mm. and like, they're not even rushed in how they're walking. And like, they just, even if they're hurried and they are getting somewhere, they're never too rushed to stop and show love to somebody. Yeah. 
with this, since it's on listening, I wanted to give a few examples of questions I wrote down Mm -hmm. that you can ask people to kind of just help go beyond the surface level. And so a few that came to mind that you can ask, and I think I mentioned this one which was, what was the highlight of your week? I don't know. I think of like when you're talking to somebody even at church and it can be like such a surface level interaction Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, I actually like want to know how you're doing. Like a good prompt is like, what was the highlight of your week? Cause then it kind of gives you info that you can then like unpack a little bit. If you want to go deeper, you can ask, what are you learning in this season? I love that question. How can I be praying for you? I have something that made you laugh slash smile today or this week and then what's been on your heart recently I feel like that's a good one for a friend especially you can just tell when certain people are feeling more reserved It, it just can be hard sometimes we do have walls up and I've been there I've been that person that it takes a few questions before you actually get to okay what's actually been going on so true I've heard the term like active listening. It goes beyond just receiving and being present, but also asking good questions. That's a huge part of being a good listener. Mm. And so I just wanted to include that as well. I love those. Those are so powerful. And I think sometimes that can be the hardest part is like, what do I ask in response? And so we pray that that like helps encourage you in some way. So our last and final point is praying for the people and interactions that you have, whether it's before you interact with people or after. And so whether you're praying or you're just setting intentions or you're just wanting to show up embodying love, like I don't do this every day and I will never claim to do this every day, but the days in my life where I feel a noticeable difference in the ways that I show up and the love that I have to give is when I go into that day praying or setting the clear intentions of like, I know, let's say on a Monday, I'm going into the office that day. I know I'm going to see my team and I know, of course, all of my team members by name. I know little glimpses of what they're going through at all times. And so when I'm setting my heart on the intention of that morning of like, God, I'm going to see X, Y, Z, all the girls on my team, their names. Um, How can I just show up in a way that my presence can like embrace them today? Like, and sometimes like whether it's a one-on-one interaction or whether it's an interaction with a crowd of people, like a crowd of people or like a team of people or a crowd of people, I just like, I'm very intentional of like praying over the specific names of the people that I'm going to see that day. So like, let's say if I know I'm going to see my friend Liz, I like ask God, I'm like, God, help me show up in a way that makes Liz feel so seen today or help me show up in a way that my presence is exactly what she needed to feel in that moment. And even if I didn't do that before going into my interaction with that friend that day, I try to do it after. So like even going back to, you know, when I leave like the office, for example, like sometimes on my walks home, because I'm so grateful I get to walk to my office and back, I will just like think of every girl on my team and I will just literally in my heart, like pray that my, the way that I was able to show up that day, bless them, whether it was in something I shared with them or whether it was just in me sitting beside them. And I think when you are actively not just trying to be intentional in the moment, but you are thinking by name, 
the people that you know you're going to interact with that day, whether it's before or after, and you are loving them in a moment that they're not even in your presence anymore, that is so powerful. And I think it's in those still quiet moments in your heart that these other people can't see that you actually grow in love and you embody love and you begin to emulate love. Yeah, I love that. And I love the thing with prayer is I think sometimes we forget how active it is. So when you pray beforehand, I at least have experience like the Holy Spirit will prompt me to dig a little deeper or Mm. it will specifically highlight somebody that okay, like go up and talk to that person. And sometimes it like feels a little bit out of my comfort zone. Even when I can just go in with the utmost intention and just even be drawn to, or say the right words when I feel like I'm at a loss for them. Like having that strength that you get from prayer is so powerful. And I wanted to give an example because it happened to me today and I'm somebody who I will always say to my friends, like, how can I pray for you? I'm praying for you. And when I say that, like, sincerely, I I do end up going and praying for them. Um, and the thing is about you, I know. Like, you're, you. you're one of the people that when you say that, I'm like... I know she is for real. That actually means a lot because even when I will text people that like praying for you about this or I prayed for you, I'm like, I hope they know that like I actually prayed for them. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot. Mm -hmm. But today specifically, I went to coffee with a girl I had never met before Mm -hmm. and it was like such a blessed time. But towards the end, I was talking about kind of just a struggle I was going through and she was like, do you mind if I actually pray for you right now? Mm. She's like, I'm going to be praying for you about this and I want you to keep me updated. But I also just want to pray for you right now in that moment. And that like honestly challenged me because unless it's in like a church-like setting, I don't even think to just stop and pray for somebody Mm. like in that present moment. And the way I just felt so loved in that and that she would even be bold enough to do that and the fact that we knew people were like walking by and probably wondering what the heck we were doing but also there's just such like I just knew she was doing that so humbly because she wanted to serve me in that and it had nothing to do with her or how she cared to be perceived but she truly just wanted to love me and it was above like even the prayer was such an action of love so Mm. I think like if you're feeling prompted to just ask somebody that and again they can say no like I would say ask permission like maybe don't just start praying on the spot like ask if you can do that and if they say no say like okay I'll, I'll do it when I get home but I want you to know that like I sincerely mean that and I really I really care and I I hear what you have to say. So yeah, there's so much power in prayer. There is. And that actually reminds me, I think just on the topic of love, it's like love is willing to be, I don't know if the word's embarrassed, but love like has no restraints. Like it has no restrictions. It has no guard. It has no reason to worry. And I think when you're truly sitting in the presence of love, like to what you said, it doesn't matter if people are walking by. It doesn't matter who's staring. It doesn't matter that you're in public. It doesn't matter if you're crying. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because the presence of love is so evident that mm-hmm. literally that is your only focus and your only fixation. Yeah, I love that. I just wanted to end on this verse. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. 
And it's love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Mm, So freaking good. And so that ending thought that I want us all to think about and what I've been asking myself is, is love the fruit of your life? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, are you growing in love every single day? And the best way to measure this, because I know that can be hard to like tangibly quantify, is I just try to think back to a year ago and just reflect, like, am I more loving today than I was a year ago? And if I'm not, how can I be more of just a person that carries more love as a presence? And we hope that these five tips can be suggestions and starting points. Mm -hmm. If you feel like, I mean, I think we all can grow in more love. That's absolutely what the world needs more of. And so we hope this can just help you be a person of love and let that be the fruit that carries over in every area and beautifully impacts all of the people you touch throughout your day Mm -hmm. because your life has so much purpose and power and we want to just embody love in everything we do. So we really hope that this conversation was so helpful and so encouraging and we love you guys so much and we do sincerely mean that. So for today's love notes, we just wanted to end with a little love challenge to really just help empower you guys to embody love and and do this small little act that maybe will encourage and grow your love as a response to this episode. And so one of the things we wanted to challenge you guys in was actually to write a love letter. I'm going to let Marissa explain it a little more because she was sharing with me the idea. (laughs) Yeah. And this doesn't have to be like as intimidating as it sounds. Yeah. I think there's nothing more special than like physically writing out a note, but in our current digital age, I think a really effective way to do this is just to send people texts that are just like intentional and you can even say like, dear so-and-so and like at the end put love and it can still feel just as special. But I wanted to give an example of writing notes. Like I would always write my friends notes for like their birthdays and mm. stuff. I just always loved to write them actual notes. But my husband a few years back got a typewriter for whatever reason, he just desired to do that. And he loved it and was writing with it so much. And we had this idea to just randomly mail certain friends, just like letters, essentially just love letters, like just sweet letters to them. And we wrote them on the typewriter and they were so simple, but the reaction we got, like people would call us and be like, I just received your letter and like had so much to say about it and they were so you could just tell it meant like the absolute world to them so you do not need to buy a typewriter (laughs) at all like I think it would have been just as effective but for us that was just the extra spark to be like wait why don't we just write people letters and like send them in the mail like that's a crazy concept and it was so fun to see the response so Whatever that looks like for you, we just want to inspire you because Mm. only beautiful things will come of it and you will feel just so, so refreshed and you get to bless somebody else in such a special way. 
I love that so much. And also in the same breath, I want to encourage if maybe that's out of your comfort zone and that's not something you feel like you want to do in this present moment. I think even just starting with writing a love letter to yourself, because I think with the topic of love and with February being the month of Valentine's and even just with us like creating and and hopefully encouraging such intention with how to grow in love. I think also remembering that in order to give love well, you have to truly love yourself and you have to know yourself and you have to appreciate yourself. And so maybe for you, that's starting off with writing a love letter to yourself of just all the things you admire. And that might feel hard at first, but I'm confident that when you're patient enough with yourself and you care to compliment yourself and you listen with intention to your own heart, I'm confident that you will find things that you love about yourself. So I know, honestly, I want to do that for myself and just like bring remembrance to my mind of the ways that I'm grateful for who I am because from that place, can I therefore go out and love others? Mm, That's so sweet. That concludes our episode. We hope that you guys are just overflowing with love and we feel so blessed that you get to be a part of this conversation and we will see you in our next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us along over on Instagram at With Love Always Podcast. Signing off with all of our love always, Bree and Marissa.